Paul writing to the church at Corinth in that second letter made several statements that are similar in our text passage. At the end of verse number 9, Paul wrote these words, cast down but not destroyed. I'm going to preach this morning on this subject, God's memorials of His servants. I want to ask you to listen. I want to ask every teenager, every age person, I have a long sermon this morning, so I have to preach it fast. I'm going to preach it in 30 minutes, and I want you to hear me, and I pretty well stay on time. They dismiss the nursery right on time and always try to do the same thing. And, uh, but anyway, I want you to listen as I preach on God's memorials of His servants. Heavenly Father, I pause to pray out of hunger for the power and presence of God. I have no desire to deliver a good sermon but I do have a desire to help every Christian who is here this morning. I pray, Lord, that you would help teenagers, adults of all ages, and help us, Lord, to be encouraged by the truth of the message this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Memorial Day began as Decoration Day in America, and it was a day set aside to not only decorate the graves of fallen soldiers, but to remember the price that they had paid to maintain and preserve the freedom of our nation. That tradition has not only continued, but it has grown into a time that we remember all of our deceased. Many of us, including my family and me, will go to the graves of our loved ones tomorrow, and if they have not already been decorated with flowers, we will do that tomorrow, and we'll spend time talking about our loved ones. And we have much to be thankful for in America. Uh, we have uh, the soldier to be thankful for. Uh, we have our Christian heritage to be thankful for. I'm thankful that in America there is still a group of people that believe in those self-evident truths that all men are created equal and we're given by our Creator certain inalienable rights. I was disappointed to see the news and the behavior of the Target store a few weeks ago. I was encouraged to see the news this week that Target went woke and Target's going broke. I like that. And, uh, but anyway, I'm thankful that there are folks that still believe in our Christian heritage. We remember our parents, our grandparents. Some remember a husband or a wife. Some even their children, as that is difficult and not uh, the norm. But there are those here this morning that have laid to rest a child even in the past year. God not only teaches us to remember our blessings and those that we receive them from, it's an interesting thing to me to read that God remembers. Uh, when, when, and, and, and somehow that's just odd to me that God remembers. God couldn't forget. Uh, but, but, but He calls to mind, or He calls to our mind, and He recalls on purpose, and God remembers the goodness and obedience of His soldiers. Get that statement, if you will. God remembers the good behavior of our lives. I'm glad that He does. I like the verse in Malachi. I've used it often, especially at funerals, uh, where the Bible says, Malachi 3.16, Then they that feared the Lord and spoke often one to another, the Lord hearkened and heard it. And then it says this, A book of remembrance was written before Him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon His name. I'm thankful for the Bible, but you know books are still being written 
of good deeds of men. And the Bible says they're written for him to remember or to call to attention the good things that men do in the work and will of God. I find it interesting as I read through the Word of God how God remembers or recalls the goodness or memorializes the goodness of His servants from the past as examples for us today. Not only do I find it interesting, I find it interesting how God remembers. Now, God knows everything, right? He knows everything about us. In fact, if you're not saved, every sin of omission or commission is recorded in the books of heaven. So God remembers, God knows all things. Let, let, let me give you, for example, Moses is remembered throughout the Bible. After Moses died, the book of Joshua begins like this. And Moses, my servant, is dead, but he's remembered as Moses, my servant. I find it interesting how many times Moses' name and Moses' life is used as an example throughout the Word of God. 11 or 12 of the New Testament books has a reference to the person of Moses. And every time it is a good reference. We remember him as a person. We remember what he wrote. We remember what he did as he led the children of Israel out. But we remember that he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. We remember as we go all the way through the New Testament. And here's what I find interesting. God remembers His servants in a positive manner. When He remembers them, He doesn't call to memory their failures. He calls to memory their successes. And I found this true of most all of His servants all the way through the Bible. Some that we remember more for their failures than we do their successes. Now, now, you could remember Moses as a fellow who led the children to the land of Canaan, but he didn't get to go in the land of Canaan because he lost his temper. He did. God told him to speak to the rock. He took his rod and he smote the rock. Sort of a dumb thing to do. Some of us have proven that rocks are not hurt by being hit by a fist or a stick. But Moses lost his temper and God said because of that, you can't go into the promised land. He got to stand and see into the promised land, but Moses lost his temper. In fact, we could make a list of things about Moses and we could remember him as less than a perfect servant. But that's not how God remembers him. God memorializes Moses in a positive manner. When I thought about that, I thought about this illustration. When I was a boy, we, we did not have television in our house when I was a boy growing up, and my grandparents did, and I would go to my grandparents on occasions, and I would, I would watch different things. For example, Kentucky played basketball, and those days they would replay their games at 11.30 at night. My grandmother thought that was the craziest time in the world to play basketball at 11.30 at night, and just forget trying to explain it to her. They already played the game. She was looking at them. They were playing. But I, I would go there, and, 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 and sometimes on Saturday afternoon, I would watch the wide world of sports. And I would watch the boxing matches. How many of you like boxing? 
I, I, I don't know if it should be legal or not, but I watch them until it's illegal. And, uh, but, 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 and, and I really didn't know a lot about boxing. I, I didn't. I didn't know a lot about the boxers, but anytime two people were boxing, I'd pick one I wanted to win. And I, I've watched the boxing matches before, you know, some, round, some fights were six rounds, some were 12 rounds, and then the big fights, I think there were 16, 15 or 16 rounds. And uh, the fella I was, I'd always pick somebody to cheer for, and uh, I, I'd, I'd want him to win. And I'd walk, watch them, and sometimes the fella I was for would get knocked down. And the referee would go over there and he would start counting, one. Two. No, I'm not talking about wrestling. That, that, that's, that's real stuff. <laughs> I've seen a few listening. And, and I'm, I'm boxing. I mean, this guy's laying here wondering what day it is. And, 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 and the guy's counting. And, and I would say, come on, get up. Come on, get up. And, and I've seen him lay there until six, seven, and eight. And they would stand him up and his trainer would point him in the right direction push his arms up in front of him and hope he could survive to the end of that round. You ever seen that happen? Your guy gets knocked down. Now, I always wanted to get somebody just, I always enjoyed just seeing him get knocked out. Just, I don't like TKOs, I like the KO. There was no doubt about it. They were knocked out. Have you ever seen a fellow get knocked down, but he actually wins the boxing match? Because they don't judge the boxing match by a single round or by getting knocked down. They judge the match by watching the entire match. And when I read about how God memorializes His men, I thought about that. I'm glad that God doesn't judge the match when you get knocked down. Because Moses got knocked down. Moses failed in a round or two in his life. But overall, Moses stayed in the fight and he was considered by the Lord as a faithful servant of God. Now, I'm not talking about earning salvation. You know I'm not talking about that. I'm not preaching that. Men are saved by grace through faith. You become a child of God when you recognize you're a sinner and you ask God to forgive you and to give you eternal life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about victory in the Christian life. Sometimes we get knocked down. Sometimes we get knocked down for a while. But I am glad this morning that God doesn't judge me based on a single round but he judges the whole of my life. He judged the whole of Moses' life. And when he was remembering Moses, he didn't remember Moses for his failures. He remembered Moses for his successes. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. And I preach that to encourage us today. Perhaps there's a teenager. You've failed. In fact, you've not just disappointed others. You've disappointed yourself. Perhaps there are men and women. You, 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 you failed. And you can look back in life and say, I wish I could erase that year. I wish I could re erase that behavior. I wish I could take away that day. But I'm glad that God doesn't judge our lives by a single day. But He judges it by the whole of life. And He said of Moses, Moses, my servant. I see him take Moses' hand. He's got a black eye and a bloody nose. He's got a few scratches, a few bruises. He takes Moses' hands and he holds it up in the air. And Moses, my servant. 
By the way, it would help us in our Christian life if we judge people not by the day they got knocked down, but by their faithfulness to serve the Lord. You be careful about being critical of a teenager that's going through life and life is not easy in this old wicked world that we live in. It's not easy to stay in the fight and don't you misunderstand. I'm not promoting failures and I'm not uplifting sin this morning but the truth is all of us have times of failure. Uh, Solomon said a just man falleth seven times and yet he riseth again. I'm glad this morning and I want to follow the forgiveness of God and the goodness of God not to remember the failures of men but to remember the fight and the success of men that's how God memorializes his servants it's interesting you go through the whole Bible for example Noah is remembered as a preacher of righteousness that's how God remembered Noah some would prefer to remember Noah as a man who got drunk after the flood and failed God some would prefer to remember Noah as a man that did not always do right by his children. Some would prefer to remember Noah as a man who fathered a child who became a thorn in the side of God's people. But that's not how God remembered Noah. God remembered Noah as a preacher of righteousness. He remembered his years of faithfulness. He remembered uh, his obedience to build the ark. He remembered the rearing of his children as they followed not only Noah, they followed God by faith and their lives were saved in the ark. He was knocked down in round seven. He staggered in round five. He stumbled in round three. But Noah won the battle. He won the fight because he never gave up. And I want to say this morning, I sure am glad. I sure am happy the way God judges the fight. Maybe you're knocked down this morning. Maybe as a father, as a husband, you'd like to forget a few days. Perhaps that's what others want to remind you of your days of failure. I'm glad I have such a God. By the way, God doesn't just behave this way toward me. He teaches me to have that same behavior toward others. And it's my job when somebody is down, not to step on them while they're down, but to lend them a hand and help them get back in the fight because God knows we need everybody in the battle serving Him. I think of Abraham. Abraham is remembered as a friend of God. Abraham is remembered as an example of faith. Now our tendencies in life and our flesh, now we don't do this about ourselves, we do this about others. We remember the weaknesses of others. We remember the failures of others. When it comes to ourselves, we remember the good things. But when you think of Abraham, some may remember Abraham as a man who fathered an illegitimate child because uh, God had not fulfilled His promise of giving them that son Isaac. The Bible says God wrote of Abraham in the book of Hebrews that he staggered not at the promises of God. Now my flesh wants to say, God, I don't agree with that. But I'm glad I'm not judging the fight. I'm glad God is. 
You see, sometimes we see someone down for the count and we want them to stay down to 10. And I've seen that happen. And there are times that folks forfeit life and liberty and their freedom. I understand that. There are times that folks forfeit their liberty and they end up in jail or prison. And they I understand that. But there are times that we watch folks and we want them to stay down. Let's have the forgiveness of God. Let's have the love of God in our heart. When somebody gets knocked down, we cheer for them together get back up. I remember standing there watching as a boy uh, when one of those boxers, the fellow I was cheering for, got knocked down. I'd say, come on, get up. Come on, you can do it. Get up. That's how it ought to be for one another. That's how, to be, that's how you ought to be for your children. That's how you ought to be for your mom and dad. That's how, how you ought to be for your brother and sister. Abraham is remembered as a friend of God. Isn't it something how we remember the negative? How many things can we list negative of Abraham? And then how many things could we list positive in the life of Abraham? You may remember that Abraham one time was afraid of a man and he told his wife, don't tell this man you're my wife, tell him you're my sister. In fact, Abraham told a man, this is not my wife, this is my sister. He lied. Now, the Bible doesn't tell every single thing that happened. I imagine Abraham, he may have got his jaws wrung that night. I don't know. But we have a tendency to remember the negative. May God help us today to think of those and what they do to serve God and to encourage one another. And I'm thankful for how God memorializes His servants. Aren't you? Abraham didn't win every round, but Abraham won the fight. David is memorialized like this. A man after God's own heart. That's how God remembers David. God remembers David as a man after God's own heart. David? David, the man that stayed home from battle when he was supposed to be on the battlefield. David, the man whose sons rebelled against him and some tried to take the throne. David, the man who took another man's wife and caused the man to be killed. That man is a man after God's own heart. Yes, because God is a forgiver. Now, don't, don't think that God is overlooking sin if you study the life and the, and the payment that David made for his sin. There were nights of tears. There were nights of heartache and heartbreak. There were nights that Peter, the Bible says he went out and he wept bitterly. But when God remembers his men and he remembered David, he remembered David as a man after his own heart. I like how God remembers a man, don't you? I like how God judges a fight. Paul said that he'd been knocked down, but knocked out, not knocked out. Paul said we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. There are some difficult days in life, isn't there? 
There are some days that we know to do right and we want to do right and we intend to do right and yet sometimes, are you listening to me? We fail, we fail, we fail. I'm glad God is the one that's standing there cheering for us saying, get back in the fight, get up, you can do it. Get back in the fight, I'm glad for that and I want to live my life and by the grace of God these last 37 years while I have preached the Bible standards of that book, I have lived my life to pick up every child, every teenager and every man and woman that has fallen and gone into sin and said, God still loves you. You ought to get back in the battle and serving God. I don't know about you, but I'm helping myself this morning. I like how God judges the fight. When you think of Lot, it's hard to think of anything good about Lot. He was a nephew of Abraham. And you know how God remembered Lot? Just Lot. Now, not just in the only one, but just as in justified. A man who was a believer. A man who did and knew what was right. And the Bible says, and He tells us that He vexed His righteous soul. And He warns us about the wrong kind of fellowship as He remembers a, a Lot. But He remembered Lot as a just man. Some would day, today uh, try to say, Lot was not saved. Lot was not a Christian. That's not what God said. Now, Lot wasn't a Christian he was supposed to be. Lot didn't fellowship with who he was supposed to. Lot wasn't as strong as he should have been. But when God remembered him, God remembered him as just Lot, or justified Lot, or saved Lot, or believing Lot. Lot who had faith in God. I'm saying that, hey, God doesn't look at round five and say, well, I'm sorry, you got knocked down in round five, you're out. God said, no, you got knocked down in round five, but boy, in round six, you gave the devil what for? And round seven, you gave the devil what? for. Boy, you didn't do well in round eight, but that last round, you gave it all you had, and I want to remember you as a just man. By the way, this woke crowd that's working to destroy the history and heritage of our nation, and they have attacked every good and virtuous servant of America, and they want to take a man who was a hero. And they want to find one fault or something that they disagree with. I disagree with taking down the statues of our war heroes. An old soldier friend of mine who in Vietnam trained soldiers in Laos. A Green Beret a tough, tough man and preacher. He would make this statement to me, Son, the best of men are still men at best. You can't lose hope in men. You have to be thankful for the good that they have accomplished. Now, I disagree with this crowd that's taking down the statues and spitting on the graves of those that 
gave their lives for the liberty we enjoy today. They want to ignore the truths that are self-evident. And I'm not justifying any wrong of a forefather. I'm not doing that. Uh, nor, uh, nor is God His servants. I'm not justifying uh, their wrong behavior. But I want to say I'm thankful for those that gave their lives for the liberty and the freedom and the foundings of our nation. And while they were not perfect men, I sure like the way God memorializes those men. God recognizes His servants for the good and the right they've done. And we ought to do the same. And this crowd now that wants to pervert the mind of children in the name of woke, I'm thankful that there's still some Americans that are making a difference and taking a stand. And you ought to take a stand against that foolishness. Dear friend, if an adult wants to pervert their lives, that's one thing. But when they want to destroy and pervert the innocent mind of a child, that's child abuse. That's criminal behavior. Behavior. And this crowd ought to be pushed out of America and they ought to be put back in school again and taught the truth and the foundation of our nation. But God took the best of men and they were all failures at times. And all of us could remember them as failures. But you read that book right there. You take the book of Hebrews in chapter 11 and you read God's Hall of Faith chapter. And every one of them you could find something wrong with them. But that's not how God remembers them. Now here's a message for us today. Here's the application. If that's how God remembers us, then that's how I want to treat my fellow servant of God. Yes, we want to be better servants than we have been. Yes, we, want to, we don't want to fail and we want to be faithful in the fight. But when a brother does fall, when a brother does fail, our job is not to kick him or step on him. Our job is to pick him up. And I learn from the way God memorializes His servants how we ought to treat one another. Stand with me if you will. I did preach fast this morning. You listen fast. Now if you're here this morning, you've never received Christ as your Savior, you ought to trust Christ as your Savior this morning. If you're here this morning, you're a child of God and you're out of the will of God. And you failed in this round of life. Don't you give, don't you give up and don't you quit. You get back in the fight. You get back to the place of faithfulness and the place of serving God. Heavenly Father, 